Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. You probably wondered, you're like, what happened? Why are we a minute late? You'd be surprised how when you're on these tight deadlines, there's always some gremlin in the system somewhere. We had to reset it, so forgive me, folks. We're usually spot on on time. Minute late. Donna, why not? Welcome to the chat for the first time. Jillian saw you there, too. Always love to see you in the chat. Big show today. Of course, you had that whistleblower come out yesterday with just more information about the Biden crime family. I mean, they've got a text. They've got a text basically laying out the whole thing. Hey, I'm shaking you down for money and my dad's sitting right next to me. I mean, in the actual text, in the text, we got that. And a very serious topic is vaccine thing is freaking me out. I've spoken about this a lot. But this study came out yesterday and said, oh, listen, it may not be that bad. Listen, I want, I, I took this thing, the biggest medical mistake of my life. I want that to be true. The problem is that's not what I'm hearing from other people I trust. Can someone just tell us the freaking truth? Someone, anyone, please. Big show today. I'll show you the study, show you what I mean. Uh, first, relief band. This is relief band. This is my actual relief band. Help me get through chemotherapy. Swear by this product. You know, chemo sucks. You get nauseous. You just feel generally terrible. And sometimes the anti-nausea drug just didn't work that great for me. I put on the relief band. You turn it on, turn it up right there. It's the number one FDA cleared anti-nausea wristband. It's been clinically proven to help quickly relieve and effectively prevent nausea and vomiting associated with motion sickness, chemo, anxiety, migraines, hangovers, morning sickness, and more. I can tell you firsthand, relief band actually works. This is a sponsor, but this is more of a personal story than anything. Got me through really severe nausea and a really bad time. My daughter uses it when she goes on the boat. She gets a little motion sickness on the boat. Again, you just turn it on and turn it up. It's safe. It's drug-free and has zero benefits. It's literally a band you wear on your wrist to help you give relief from na- get relief from nausea. They have an A, Better Business Bureau rating, and over 100,000 satisfied customers. It's a brand you can trust. With your summer trips around the corner, you want to be prepared for anything. If you want the band that actually works at helping relieve your nausea, check out Relief Band. We've got an exclusive offer just for the show's listeners. If you go to reliefband.com slash Bongino and use promo code Bongino, you receive 20% off plus free shipping. So head to Relief Band, R-E-L-I-E-F-B-A-N-D, reliefband.com slash Bongino. Use our promo code Bongino for 20% off plus free shipping. You won't regret it. Thanks, Relief Band. Joseph, it's Friday, so if you would, kind sir. It's Friday! Mm. Yeah! It feels good. Yeah! We'll be off next Friday, so you will not be hearing. That is the last Friday you'll be hearing for the next two weeks because Joe and Guy and I are taking a little bit of a vacation. So next Friday we'll be off. We'll be here Monday through Thursday. Don't worry about that. It's in the text. Yeah, I know, man. This is like unusual. You have to understand, Joe and I worked, what, five years straight? I mean, no weekdays off. Right. I mean, if Christmas was on a Wednesday, Joe and I worked. We worked every single weekday for five years. No days off. It was crazy. So it's just kind of nuts to have a schedule now where we can kind of put out good shows, but take a breather. You deserve it every day. Labor of love. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. Big time. First, here's Obama yesterday calling out Joe Biden saying, hey, listen, man. Nobody's above the law. Like, thankfully, Obama steps up, finally does the right thing, knows Hunter Biden's in trouble, knows Biden probably took a bunch of bribes. He's speaking here with the very sophisticated fellas. Christian, I'm on You have to say it very fast. 
Uh, and he's clearly laying out the fact that there are not two systems of justice in this country. It's good for Obama to speak up. Check this out. Uh, you cannot um, uh, ignore uh, norms and uh, guardrails that have been put in place to assure that um, uh, your self-interest uh, isn't uh, you know, what drives these institutions, but is rather the, the interests of, of the American people. And, and so... Um, if you have anybody who's occupying that office uh, who disregards that higher uh, that higher purpose, uh, then you're going to have problems. Finally, Obama speaks up from probably his mansion in Martha's Vineyard, although he's a big class warrior calling out your <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. of course. That had nothing to do with Joe Biden. Obama doesn't give a rat's ass about Joe Biden's corruption. Of course, he's talking about one Donald J. Trump who exposed his corruption. Obama, the second most corrupt president in the history of the United States for marshalling the whole Spygate thing, standing behind only Biden, the most corrupt president in the history of the United States, expecting Obama to do the right thing. Uh, it's like expecting, uh, expecting an elephant to do physics. It's just never going to happen. Obama's nothing more than a race hustler and a liar and, and just basically a loser. His attack on Tim Scott this week is one of the most racist things I've ever seen. This is just who Obama is. Obama comes in at select moments in American history when there's tinder on the ground, pours gasoline, throws a match and runs away because he's a coward and a loser. That's who Obama is. And the left loves him, of course, because they love cowards and losers. But getting back to the show today, listen, there's a lot of speculation about what happened yesterday with a story that leaked to the Wall Street Journal? In case you missed it, here it is. What does this have to do with the whole Biden whistleblower thing? I don't know if it has anything to do with it. So let me be clear from the start. I don't want to jump to any conclusions. But I don't know about you guys, but I don't believe in coincidences in Washington, D.C. anymore. So it was reported yesterday by the Journal, an exclusive story that rocketed around the Internet, that the U.S. Navy heard what it believed was the um, implosion, excuse me, implosion of the Titan, a submersible going to the Titanic as it happened, right after it happened, apparently was picked up by an underwater microphone system designed to detect, uh, detect incoming enemy subs. Now, there's two sides to this story. Some people jumped ahead of it and go, well, why did we hold the story then and let people believe these people were going to survive? We had oxygen countdowns running on News Nation and elsewhere. If the Navy knew right away or had a good idea what they were listening to and it sounded like an implosion, then why did the news cycle and the Navy just not come out and say something? So a bunch of people out there think, well, the Biden administration must have held it so it could come out yesterday after the oxygen thing out to take the oxygen, no pun intended, out of the room on the Hunter Biden story. Folks, it's possible. I just don't get out ahead of my skis on these things. And I don't believe in coincidences. And what makes me believe kind of pro rather than con that that may have been the case is that this story leaked out to the Wall Street Journal from an anonymous source and gave up a potentially classified program. Why would they do that? Why would they do that? It sounds to me like they did it because they knew something nefarious was going on. I'm not, you know, Gee, you're the, always the harshest critic. Am I not explaining that right? Okay. I, somebody leaked it. In other words, saying, hey, I'm giving up a classified program and I'm taking a, on a real risk here because we did something really nefarious. That's what it sounds like. 
However, the other side of it is there's a lot of assumptions built in there. A lot of assumptions that this made it all the way to the White House. I'm not sure. I just don't believe in coincidences, but it is rocketing around the Internet, and it would be uh, malfeasance for me not to cover it, that they might have held this story. Now, this better not be an effort to keep this explosive whistleblower story about the Biden case that blew yesterday to hide the Hunter Biden story. Because I don't trust the Biden administration as far as I can throw them. They are obviously bad cops, obviously corrupt Democrats, obviously. And I think the likelihood is something did go on there trying to manipulate the news cycle, but I'm not sure about it. So a whistleblower comes out yesterday after the Hunter Biden uh, announcement of the plea deal. He hasn't uh, he hasn't gone to court to plea out yet, but after the announcement of a plea deal. And this is Congressman Jason Smith. He's a Republican looking into this whole thing. This 30 seconds is just astonishing. That a whistleblower came out and said there's a WhatsApp message from Hunter Biden basically giving up all the cookies in a cookie jar and that the dad was there. And then there was supposed to be a search warrant served, which would happen to anyone else in a case of this magnitude. And the DOJ made it go away. This is just shocking news that if it wasn't for the submersible, should have been everywhere. Take a look yourself. Including an authenticating a WhatsApp message in which Hunter Biden demands payment from Chinese officials, noting that his father is in the room. The whistleblowers revealed IRS investigators were told by U.S. attorney Leslie Wolf that because the evidence would be found in the guest house of former Vice President Biden, quote, there is no way, close quotes, a search warrant for evidence would ever get approved. Folks, nobody's questioning the authenticity or the genuineness of the whistleblower. It's an IRS supervisor with a spectacular work history with the United States government. Again, what the f- do you need to hear? What else do you need to hear? Look at a screenshot of this Hunter Biden text. I'm sitting here with my father, and we'd like to understand why the commitment made hasn't been fulfilled. Tell the director I'd like to resolve this now before it gets out of hand, and now means tonight. And if I get a call or text from anyone involved in this other than you, Zhang or the chairman, I'll make certain between the man sitting next to me and every person he knows and my ability to forever hold a grudge that you will regret not following my direction. I am sitting here waiting for the call with my father. Case closed. What else could you possibly need to hear? Ladies and gentlemen, we're not even in beyond a reasonable doubt territory anymore. We're in like factually, categorically, absolutely true, beyond, beyond a reasonable doubt. The guy in the White House is a crook. It's freaking clear as day. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's right in your face, bro. Right there. By the way, why did this come out yesterday after the announcement of the deal? I don't want to crap on the Republicans here, but were they sitting on this or what? We got to get going here. We got to get frosty here. The guy in the White House is a crook. He is obviously a criminal at this point. It's beyond, beyond a reasonable doubt. And I'm not suggesting to you that there's anything that's going to convince the left that they're independents and moderate Democrats. We may be able to convince some of them. 
Don't ever forget. Please don't be one of those Debbie Downers. I'm begging you folks. You know I love you, man. I live to talk to you every day in this hour. It's my favorite time of the day. I look forward to this like you have no idea. This is not work. This is enjoyable for me. I love this show. But I'm begging you as a friend, please trust me on this. Don't be one of these Debbie Downers like, oh, whatever. We should stop talking about it. Nothing's going to happen. You are correct. Nothing legally is going to happen, as I've said forever. And nothing legally did happen. He pled guilty or is going to plead guilty to two bullshit misdemeanor tax charges. It's going to go. He's not going to do any jail time. What they're worried about is the 17% of people who after the 2020 election said in a poll they would have voted differently if they had known about the Biden corruption. That's our job here. That's what we're doing. We're here to politically punish these people if the legal system isn't going to do its freaking job because I'm not giving up. The story gets even worse. And I got to tell you, as much as I love my former colleagues in the Secret Service, I am not a government hack. What the hell is going on with the Secret Service here? Bonchi, who's terrific at Red State, this article is in the newsletter. Read it. Bongino.com slash newsletter. Sorry, I was rude. Read it. Please read it. Bombshell. New information shows Department of Justice warned Hunter Biden's lawyers of upcoming searches. Refused to allow the U.S. attorney to file felony charges. Folks, Hunter Biden's got a Secret Service detail. Well, what's going on with this? What's going on with this? Were they warned in advance? I mean, understanding Hunter Biden, obviously his lawyers are going to tell him to get rid of the evidence. Folks, I really hope they didn't, and I'm not suggesting they did, but they got to answer some questions too. Was the Secret Service a part of this? Were they wittingly or unwittingly co-opted into this? I mean, this is getting ridiculous now. Folks, the evidence is everywhere. The guy in the White House is a freaking crook, man. The guy is a hardcore criminal. I'm going to play this again for like the fifth time. Here's Biden on tape, and someone tweeted at me yesterday. Oh, Dan, those tapes must be fake because no one's playing them but you. Keep telling yourself that. Keep telling yourself that they're fake. You, you realize the Biden White House has never disavowed these tapes than the people who recorded them on the Ukrainian side. Swear that these are absolutely real. No one in the White House has ever been confronted with these tapes. And by the way, I'm not the only one who has them. They, you just These tapes have been everywhere. Conservative media people have played them for a while. You just haven't heard all the shows. These are real. Here's Biden talking to the Ukrainian president, and the Ukrainian president's very concerned about the FBI looking into all this stuff, the bribery and stuff. I want you to listen to what Biden says. Check this out. Uh, if, it, if it is true that the FBI are working with him, I, at least I want to know that. No, no, they are not. I told you the, the FBI concluded he had nothing and they stopped. Uh, that, that was it. There's no reason to talk to him again. Okay. I, I will check that and confirm that with you. Is Biden on tape again admitting he was going to, quote, double check with the FBI and that they weren't talking to this Ukrainian who was ready to give up the cookies about the bribe? Folks, it's real. I'm sorry, but to that Twitter guy, whether you believe it's real or not is irrelevant. It's like asking, you know, three times three equal nine. Do you believe it's real? They're real. No one at the White House has ever come out and said these tapes are fake. They give the same line. Oh, they're edited. Everything's edited. They're not edited for context. They're edited for time. 
Those calls go on forever. It's like watching the news during the day. You watch footing of a police shooting. Do they play the entire traffic stop that goes on for two hours before the chase and everything? No. Is that edited? They're not edited for content. What you just heard is a complete thought. Biden interfering on tape with the FBI about an investigation into his bribe. Folks, there's no longer any serious question. The guy is a crook in the White House. Now, as to any claims you still may bizarrely have, if you're a leftist watching the show, that Joe Biden doesn't know anything about his son's illicit business in China and Ukraine and all over the world. Hat tip RNC research here. Here is a minute and 20 seconds of Joe Biden knee deep in the muck of his son's businesses, even after the text saying, hey, my dad's sitting right next to me. Check this out. I have never discussed with my son or my brother or anyone else anything having to do with their businesses. President Biden met with at least 14 of Hunter's business associates while he was vice president. Then Vice President Joe Biden had dinner with his son Hunter along with Hunter's business associates from Ukraine, Russia and Kazakhstan. And the day after the dinner, a Burisma executive sent a note to Hunter quoting, Dear Hunter, thank you for inviting me to D.C. and giving an opportunity to meet your father and spend some time together. Hunter's lucrative business dealings often included giving as much as 50 percent of his earnings to his dad. The text read, quote, I hope you all can do what I did and pay for everything for this entire family for 30 years. It's really hard, but don't worry. Unlike Pop, I won't make you give me half your salary. His son, Hunter, joining the then vice president on the official visit to Beijing. Unknown to the press back then, Hunter Biden was forming a Chinese private equity fund planning to raise money, including from Chinese investors. Ten days after the Biden's trip, Shanghai authorities issued the fund's business license. And uh, Hunter introduced me as, uh, this is Tony, Dad, uh, the individual I told you about that's helping us with the business that we're working on and the Chinese. The email reads this way, quote, at the moment, there's a provisional agreement that the equity will be distributed as follows. Ten held by Hunter for the big guy. I a thousand percent sit here and know that the big guy is referencing Joe Biden. <laughs> Bro, I don't know what else what you need to hear. What else you need? I, I, dude, I don't know. What are you, freaking Matlock? You need to be like, <laughs> uh, we need some kind of Bookum Dano. We need like Barney Fife in here. What else you need to hear? You've got a text. I'm sitting next to my dad, scumbags. Give us the Chinese money. You got Biden on tape. I got the FBI handling this. Don't worry, I'll double check. You've got the business partner, Bob Alinsky. Yes, I'm a thousand percent sure Biden's the big guy. You got an email, 10% for the big guy. You got Hunter complaining an email. He's got to give half his salary to his dad. What the f- do you need to hear, bro? What else? I don't know, Donnie. I don't know what you're going to do. I don't know. Again, why do I tell you this? To frustrate you? No. Because it's your job to spread the word. Whether you share this show or someone else's show that covers the same stuff, I don't care. I'd obviously prefer my show, but it matters not. I'm an activist first. You need to get this information so we don't run into another election snag where upwards of 20% of people who are not as smart as you don't know any of this happened. The guy in the White House is a freaking crook. 
He took a bribe. It is clear as day and not a small one either. I want you to see how the left-wing media is trying to frame this, by the way, including this hack coming up in a second. Let me take a quick break here and we'll get back to it because this is just hilarious. Folks, I like to chill out and relax, especially after a long workday. And you know I'm into life hacks. One of my favorite life hacks is the power of heat. Cold showers and heat. Those heat shock and cold shock proteins, man, I swear by them. Change your life. One of my favorite products from Bone Charge is the infrared sauna blanket. It's absolutely incredible. I use it probably three, four times a week. It's amazing. Helps me ease stress, cool down after long, crazy days. Helps me break a sweat, which can help remove some of this garbage from your body. Sets up in less than a minute. It heats fast. I relax. I chill out. I sweat out all the garbage from the day. I feel great. 20, 30-minute session. I kid you not, the sauna blanket from Bone Charge, total game changer. It's great. you got to buy it. Bone Charge ships worldwide. The sauna blanket ships free. There's no hidden costs. Plus, Bone Charge offers a 30-day free trial with easy returns or exchanges and a 12-month warranty. That's how confident they are in the product. Relax, revitalize, refresh yourself with Bone Charge and the sauna blanket. Right now, go to BoneCharge.com slash Bongino. Use coupon code Bongino and save 15%. That's Bone Charge, B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E, BoneCharge.com slash Bongino, coupon code Bongino to save 15%. Pick it up. I feel great when I'm done. feel like a new man, especially after a long night out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Works. Back to the show. Here's how the left-wing lunatics on the... Now, this is the Joy Reid show, but it's one of the few times I'm not actually playing Joy Reid to laugh at her. I'm playing the guest. Why am I playing the guest? Because I want to show you how infected the swamp is with this cancerous rot. The woman you're going to hear, Tara Sedmeyer, used to pretend to be a Republican. She was a big grifter off Republican campaigns, telling them she knew how to message and talk to people, which is freaking hilarious because when she could get like whatever, some hits on MSNBC or something and kiss ass to the left to get back on TV, she started claiming that the right wing messaging machine is lying about Biden, even though she tried to grift being the messaging machine on the right. Do not trust any of these clowns. Here, take a listen. It's because they don't have anything else. They are looking at someone who is the titular head of their party, who has overwhelming support by their base, who has been criming his entire life. And now that level of criming <laughs> is actually at like national security, international level, espionage act, real indictment type crimes. And they don't want you to pay attention to that. Pay no attention to the man crying behind our curtain. Let's talk about, let's go after Joe Biden's tragic son who's had troubles his whole life, which a lot of families have had, people in their family who have struggled with drugs and haven't gotten it together. And let's go after him on, on things that are, you know, like you said, may or may not have, have been uh, consequential if he wasn't the son of a president. I mean, it's it's pathetic, really. But unfortunately, they have a very strong messaging machine that is unified, that they've created this this mythology around Hunter Biden. You understand there is that this is how desperate these grifter losers are in Washington, D.C. What mythology? Is the phone call not real? You have any evidence it's not real? The White House isn't disavowing the phone call. What about the text? What about the whistleblower? What about the bank records? What about the Burisma contract? What about Hunter's emails? What about the laptop? 
You understand none of this is mythology. This is real. You just don't have an answer for it. Grifter losers. And I love how she goes back. Folks, don't fall for this drug argument, by the way. Do not fall for this. Hunter Biden had a drug issue. Clearly. What does it say about his grifter rotting bag of oatmeal dad? That the dad knew he was a crackhead and sent him out to cut international deals with nuclear-powered enemies in the United States. It's not my fault Hunter Biden's crack problem is a national security issue. It's yours, dipshit. We didn't do it. You did. Notice, nobody's talking about anyone else's. There's a lot of people in Congress, by the way, up on the Hill who have kids with drug problems. You notice nobody's bringing them into the news and doing press conferences on them? Why? Maybe because their kids aren't cutting illicit international blackmail deals and bribery deals with the Chinese Communist yeah. Party. Just a guess, yeah, Joe. Yeah, probably, Just Dan. throwing that out there. Yeah, you might be right, Throwing bro. the curve. Yeah. He stuck his kid out there. I have spoken on this show repeatedly about the plague. And Joe, you know, listen, man, Joe was in the music space, man. You want to talk about a guy who's seen everything? Joe's an actual musician, like a real it, yeah. one. That's how we wound up in the radio. Oh, my gosh. This guy knows more about this stuff. This is a sad thing, man. You watch people become zombies in front of your face. They're not even the same person. That's sad. They'll steal your TV when you're not looking. The same one who would have given you a TV 10 years ago for your birthday. That is not an excuse for the dad to stick the guy in the middle of an international bribery deal. And we're supposed to ignore it because Tara Setmeyer, grifter. Oh, the guy's got a drug problem. Maybe the, what? Yeah, it's all mythology. It's right. It's all mythology. It's all Greek, like a Zeus. Every, yeah, that's the difference. Like everything about Trump is mythological. With Biden, it's actually real. All right, let me move on to this vaccine story. Now, let me preface this. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to open this up and I'm going to show you a video by a guy who's going to be on my radio show later. A guy I have a lot of respect for. A world-renowned cardiologist, Dr. Peter McCullough. You probably heard of him before. Folks, I don't want to relitigate this over and over because it's not one big, long sob story. However, I feel an obligation to share with you my successes and my failures. I mean, I've got a whole book coming out about my failures. I got tired of people writing about their successes, so I'm writing a book about my failures. One of my biggest medical failures is when I was going through this lymphoma thing. It's not a sob story. I, you know, we're okay. It's, I, just, I, need you, I need you to understand the context because you matter to me. Because people, I get this all the time. Like, ah, dumbass, you took the vaccine. You're so stupid. And fair enough. I, I, it's okay. I get it. I'm not mad at you. I, you're mad at me. You're allowed to be mad at me. You don't owe me anything. But I just need you to understand. I legit thought I was going to die. I mean, really thought I was going to die. I was only 47, maybe 46 or so at the time. I don't remember. It was a couple of years ago. I didn't know what kind of cancer I had when I did. I didn't know if it was ever going to go away. I kept reading these statistics that lymphoma caught at my stage has an 80% five-year survival rate, which you're probably saying to yourself, oh, that sounds great. You'll survive. You have an 80% chance of survival for five years. I don't know about you folks, but I read it the other way. It means you got a 20% chance of not surviving five years. So. I was kind of scared. You know, I don't, I don't do drugs. I, I work out, drink occasionally, Friday, maybe Saturday night. Eat right, always have. 
And I felt like if I got cancer, like my body, after all that, if it couldn't fight this off, that I was definitely going to die. So when COVID hits and nobody knows anything about it long-term because it's only been around a year and a couple of doctors are like, hey, you got to take this or you might not get treatment and all this other stuff. You make a lot of dumb decisions. It's freaked me out the rest of my life because I don't know what's inside me and I don't know what it's doing. And I don't know if one day I'm just going to wake up and that's it. Have some kind of heart attack. And it scares the shit out of me every day. And that's from the heart, man. I don't want this thing to be deadly. This isn't one of those let's own the libs by me having a heart attack thing. So when I read something that says, oh, look, we did a meta-analysis and it seems a vaccine may not be so bad. I'm going to let you know about it. The problem is you read through the study and it seems about as flawed as every other study. And I'm not sure that science is even science anymore because it sounds like politics. I'll show you what I mean. Let me take a quick break. We'll knock this out. We'll get back to this because this is really important. Companies uh, pay to talk to you. And I really appreciate it. But I want to set that up where we stand right now. Folks, a bit of good news. Cereals for grownups are so bland. They need a little magic. Time to, time to try Magic Spoon, the wholesome cereal that tastes delicious. Remember that? You sit in front of the TV on Saturday morning with your cartoons, a bowl of cereal. But, you know, those cereals were all garbage. They were all sugar. Well, Magic Spoon has replicated your favorite childhood cereal. It tastes great, but each serving, get a load of this, contains zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four to five net grams of carbs. Magic Spoon is great for low-carb lifestyles. Keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, and soy-free. Plus, it's only 140 delicious calories a serving. Here are some of the flavors you can build a custom bundle with. Cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, blueberry muffin, maple waffle, and more. And now the fan favorite birthday cake flavor, which my daughter goes bananas over, is back to stay. Go to magicspoon.com slash Bongino, grab a custom bundle of cereal. Be sure to use our promo code Bongino at checkout to save $5 off your order. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's back with a 100% happiness guarantee. If you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Get your next delicious bowl of cereal. Stuff's amazing at magicspoon.com slash Bongino. Use coupon code Bongino to save $5 off. Thanks, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. We really appreciate it. And our next sponsor, GenuCell. Here's the biggest summer secret to great-looking, glowing summer complexions. It's a lot more than just staying hydrated and using sun protection. It's having great skincare products from our friends at GenuCell Skincare. Sun, humidity, dehydrated skin covered in dark spots, even puffy bags under the eyes are a problem for all of us. But thankfully, GenuCell Skincare... As the answer, introducing GenuCell's beautifully curated Summer Essentials Package. That's right. The limited edition package includes their one-of-a-kind Ultra Retinol Super Moisturizer. It uses a powerful plant extract alternative to retinol without the harsh side effects. Paul is a big fan. Plus, you'll get GenuCell Skincare Classic Skincare Therapy to help with under-eye bags and puffiness and concentrated vitamin C serum to help nourish your skin for a visibly clearer complexion with a glow that'll get you compliments everywhere you go. Go to JennyCell.com slash Dan right now to get your JennyCell Skincare Summer Essentials Package right now. And just for the summer, every subscription order includes a customized summer spa gift absolutely free. Order now. Every summer package includes JennyCell Skincare's Immediate Effects product also free. With its Immediate Effects, results guaranteed in 12 hours or less or your money back. Don't wait. JennyCell.com slash Dan. G-E-N-U-C-E-L. JennyCell.com slash Dan. Thanks, JennyCell. Really appreciate it. Okay. So now that you know the backstory, and if you're still mad at me, it's okay, folks. You don't owe me anything. I owe you something. You're here. I owe you a great show. You are perfectly entitled to put in the chat, you're a dumbass, you're stupid. You're, it's okay. It was stupid. 
So I saw this come out yesterday, kind of made its way around uh, the internet a little bit, that there's a new meta-analysis. This is from Celine Gounder, MD. A meta-analysis on the risk of myocarditis, heart inflammation, from COVID infection and vaccination. The risk of myocarditis, the study notes, she sums it up in two bullets. You can read the study yourself in the tweet, of course. Uh, there it is right there. Okay, go back to the uh, Go back to the tweet, if you would. She puts two bullet points in there, that after the COVID vaccine, the risk of myocarditis in teens was no higher than after other vaccinations. And after COVID infection was significantly higher than after the COVID vax, meaning they're, you know, obviously pushing the vaccine, saying you're better off getting a vaccine because you got a better chance of myocarditis if you're a teen after a COVID infection. Now, folks, I read through the study, not the entire thing, the abstract, the results and the analysis. And the study appears to have some issues here. Uh, and here's the problem, ladies and gentlemen, like you, you probably want to believe this. There are a lot of you out there that were forced to take the vaccine because of work requirements, people in your life pressured you into it. You have this thing in you. You, you don't want to go like, oh no, I'm right. Let me have a heart attack to prove it. Right. I'm not crazy. Right. right? We all want to believe that this thing eventually was going to have some positive effect. The problem is people I actually trust are shredding this study saying, listen, man, this is more propaganda rather than actual scientific research. And candidly, folks, I don't know who to trust anymore. That's why the title of today's show is I want the truth because I really do want the truth. I want this stuff to be true. Here's the problem. A guy I trust who's been ruthlessly censored by the left which says to me they're hiding something, is Dr. Peter McCullough. He'll be on my radio show later, by the way, at 2 p.m. Eastern time. Here's Dr. McCullough in a, an appearance he did not that long ago talking about myocarditis in this vaccine. And I just want you to understand, both of these stories can't be true. Either the vaccine sometimes causes myocarditis and can be detrimental to people in a way greater than COVID, or it isn't. They can't be, both of these stories can't be true. Take a listen. Now, the myocarditis that occurs with the natural infection is usually those sick enough to be in the ICU, and it's a troponin elevation only. It's very different than the myocarditis that we're seeing with the vaccines, which we'll get to. Uh, the myocarditis in COVID-19 is mild, it's inconsequential, and it's largely a troponin elevation. I don't want anybody to think that the myocarditis of the natural infection is anything like what we're seeing with the vaccines. Exactly. The vaccine produces the inflammatory type process is on the heart. And the vaccine is directly there. Now there's preclinical studies suggesting the lipid nanoparticles actually go right into the heart. The heart expresses the spike protein. The body attacks the heart. There are dramatic EKG changes. The troponin, the blood test for heart injury with the vaccine myocarditis is is 10 to 100 folds higher than the troponin we see with the natural infection. It's a totally different syndrome about when the kids get myocarditis after the vaccine, 90% have to be hospitalized. They have dramatic EKG changes, chest pain, early heart failure. They need echocardiograms. If the ejection fraction is low, they need medications to prevent heart failure. So vaccine-induced myocarditis is a big deal. And in children, it's way more serious. Folks, listen, both of those stories can't be true. I, I, I want Dr. McCullough to be wrong. I'll bet Dr. McCullough wants Dr. McCullough to be wrong. He didn't want people to have heart problems for the rest of their lives. All I can tell you is this. Now, I'm not suggesting they're related. I'm suggesting they're correlated. That doesn't mean causal. But what I'm telling you is real. I monitor my biomarkers with these 
with this aura ring and other things. My heart rate variability or HRV score, which is a measure of your heart's responsiveness to stress, was never the same after the vaccine, ever. Was it correlated? Was it causal? It was correlated. Was it causal? I don't know. But this is real. And the cases out there of this stuff are real too. And I just wish that the government and public health authorities would do the right thing and just tell people the truth. I feel like we're being lied to about one of the biggest public health debacles of our time. And I live in fear about it every single day. I mean, I got this lumber kinase and the nata kinase and baby aspirin. I'm, I'm, it's just from, this is how freaked out I am about this. You probably see it in my eyes. I don't talk like this much. I wish they would just tell us the truth. We'll try to get the truth later from Dr. McCullough on the radio show. We'll put that interview, by the way, on the weekend podcast too uh, for, for, next, for the next time. Maybe we'll, who knows? Maybe we'll throw it in this week. I'll talk to Jim about it. All right, folks, on a lighter note, it is Friday, so I don't want to leave you with any bad news. So this is kind of a funny one. This is going to be today in Confused Joe Biden. Yesterday, Joe was a plethora of new material for our cognitively uh, in disrepair president of the United States who was oddly holding people's hands, walking around, asking where we are. And again, again, this is our thing on this show, is it not? What did I tell you? The president, every time before he goes on stage, gets a card. You will deliver remarks. You will work a rope line right to left. You will exit stage left, right? Why does President Biden, where am I going with this, Keith? Why does he never know where he's going to go, ever? The answer is because the guy right now does not have a neuron, an axon that's connected to a dendrite. He's got some frontal lobe dementia or something going on. Here he is at the end of the speech yesterday. I want you to listen for it, especially if you listen on audio only. He gives his speech with uh, Prime Minister Modi from India. And at the end, he goes, where are we? Again, doesn't know what to do as he's walking off the stage. Take a look. Thank you. Enjoy your meal. Did you hear it? Yeah, I heard it. Did you cut it out? No, it's there. You heard it. It's there, right? Okay. Where are we? He doesn't know where he is. And did you see the cringy thing at the end? Like Biden's not even aware, like the speech is over. And he's like, ah, enjoy your meal. Where are we? The guy is losing his mind, folks. He has no grasp over where he is. He even said, where are we? Here, the ocean train is back too. What's the ocean train? Nobody has any freaking idea. Apparently, Joe Biden got with Doc from Back to the Future and has some new technology for a train over the ocean that nobody knows about with him. Oh, Dan, that's from weeks ago. No, it's from yesterday. Again, I'll show you yesterday and weeks. He keeps talking about this train. Nobody knows what he's talking about. Maybe he saw it in a movie like Snowpiercer. Here, take a look. Moving ourselves and having railway to go all the way across the southern two-thirds, from the Atlantic Ocean to to the Indian Ocean in Africa to be able to transport and do it cheaper and do it with less, less, how can I say it, less carbon emissions. He brought up a good point. Joe, maybe Angelo from Amtrak. 
knows the train. Nobody knows what this guy said. Here he is from a couple of weeks ago talking about the train across the Pacific. Oh, folks, please understand, nobody knows what this guy's talking about. Take a look. We have plans to build a railroad from the Pacific all the way across the Indian Ocean. We have plans to build in, 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 in Angola, one of the largest solar plants in the world. I can go on, but I'm not. I'm going off script. I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> so I don't understand. Is it an Indian train, an African train, a Pacific Ocean train, an Indian? What is he talking about? The answer is knows. Nobody knows. Here's This is the cringiest one of all. If you're listening on audio, you got to watch this on Rumble. I won't be able to use it on the radio show. He's done with this speech, and he's holding the Indian prime minister's hand like it's like a date or something. And his wife, Jill, Dr. Jill, she's a surgeon, of course, doesn't, doesn't know what to do. It's like, well, why you got to watch this one. This is also Listen, watch this tape. This is bad. That music at the beginning reminded me of a Little Rascals scene. Doesn't his, he said it right, dude. Doesn't his dude always look like he either crapped his pants or he's just confused as to why he's there? Like someone's in his ear going, you're the president. That's the Indian prime minister. And they got to tell him every 10 minutes. Dude. I mean, or like he's got like a big load in his drawers or something. Here. This is it. This is the here's the here. This is it, folks. This is the coup de grace. He's at the thing. He puts his hand on his heart for the national anthem. It takes. I had to cut out the first joke. I had to cut it because I didn't want it to go on too long. I cut out the first thirty seconds of this. Okay, this goes on forever. He doesn't even realize it's not our national anthem. It's the Indian national anthem. And watch him do the slick. Let uh, I me. Mean, maybe no one will notice. <laughs> take a look at this. close dude it's not even close it's not even like god saved the queen or something it's not even close and he's like if i go real slow no i don't notice he's like this and uh joe i was waiting for him to go like this like let me pretend i'm itching oh oh hell. but it's what is wrong with this guy on his face dude dude i again he looks like he crapped himself dude Maybe he should ask Jerry Nadler how to handle that in public. We got to play that video. Can we do that? Can you put it in order? We have got to play the Jerry Nadler when everybody thinks he crapped himself on the stage at Capitol Hill and he waddles off like the penguin. Man, it is. maybe he ate some of those Olean potato chips they had years oh. ago. They were like, uh, warning, they will give you explosive diarrhea. <laughs> All right. I got a couple. Listen, only on a Friday. It's been a serious show. A lot going on. Corruption vaccine, all that stuff. But it's Friday. Only on a Friday would I cover a topic like this. It's pretty light. But there's a story going around. You've probably seen it that Mark Zuckerberg from Facebook and Elon Musk are going to get in some kind of cage fight. It's not a joke. Like Apparently, it started out as a joke. And now Dana White from the UFC is trying to set this up. Elon Musk versus Zuckerberg. So it's a Friday. 
I've, I have something to say about this, but a little background on it first. Here's Elon a while back on the Full Send podcast talking to these guys. He's talking about fighting or something like that and his special technique he has, which he refers to as, I've never heard this before. I've heard of the rear naked choke, the triangle choke, the arm bar. I've never heard of the walrus. Listen to Elon explain it. I have a move called the walrus. The um, walrus? <laughs> yeah. What's that? Which I used on a friend of mine who's actually like, like she's like very, very agile and, and whatnot. But I was like, let me explain to you why there are weight classes in MMA. I'm going to use a, a move called the walrus where I just lie on you <laughs> and you can't get away. <laughs> just like suffocate them. Wait, so you, you said you tried that on the wall run. And you're stuck. Okay. I, you know, I like Elon, I, but th- th- that's not a thing. He's joking. The walrus is not a move. Folks, if anyone's ever lying on top of you and doesn't get off and doesn't do anything, it's actually quite simple. No matter how much they outweigh you to get out. Uh, all you have to do is is brace your arms, basically put them against the side of the neck and hip escape. It's not even hard. I mean, you can teach a guy in five minutes how to do it. So I'm not really sure that's an actual move by Elon. But here's the thing. For as much as I dislike what's going on at Facebook, they have uh, plagued me for a long time with their brutal attacks. Listen, man, Zuckerberg can fight. You, come on. You, no, I'm not kidding. Uh, folks, I, I am not messing with you. Zuckerberg can fight. Don't, these jujitsu guys who learn jujitsu. Plus, you got to remember, this guy's got like a $25 billion or whatever, probably more. I mean, he, he can train with the best fighters in the world in his house all day. I've seen little 90-pound guys in jujitsu beat the living shit out of 200-pound guys who come in. And like, Zuckerberg can fight. Here's actual video. The guy's got good stand-up. Watch. You'll see he does. He pulls a triangle choke here, a takedown. This is, this is I, I watched this. I, I've done this. This guy's the real deal. Check this out. Good job. Listen, man, I don't like the guy's company at all, but I'm not here to BS you and lie to you. The guy's stand-up in bad, and the guy shows pretty good takedown defense. He pulled a half guard there. I mean, you know, I've been fighting 30 years now since I'm a kid. Yeah, his guy's actually won jiu-jitsu tournaments. Trust me, no one's forfeiting to Mark Zuckerberg. The guy that wouldn't you want to beat the Facebook guy? They'd love to say that. Uh, so my point in the whole thing is, if this fight goes down, for as much as I prefer Elon over Zuckerberg, it's going to be over probably pretty fast. Zuckerberg, and, and we got to remember too, Elon's 52. Zuckerberg is what, like in his 40s or something? And, you know, even though Elon outweighs him by about 10 pounds or so, you know, Zuckerberg can bulk up pretty quick. So just throw that out there. Guy found, by the way, folks, this is a special gift for you. Guy found the Jerry Nadler uh, crapped himself video. I want you to watch this and tell me this guy didn't drop a huge load in his diaper. Take a look at this. Oh, you're playing it right now. I gave the VO on this. You see him? Wait, wait. I'm say, you see him waddling? waddling? Wait, look. Now the face, like, he's like, oh, shit. That was not, that wasn't what I thought it was. And now here's the waddle. Here's the waddle. You see? <laughs> you see it? He's like, I shouldn't eat those Olean potato chips. 
He's like, that didn't work out like I thought. Remember that commercial? They're like, the side effect is oily stools. You're like, wait, what? Wait, that doesn't sound like something I want inside of me. There's the Nadler video. That's what Joe Biden looks like all the time. Every single time. All right. I was going to play that. I'll save that for the Let's go to that. Let's go to questions for Dan. I don't want to miss out on this. 50,000. Nice on a Friday. So good having you all here. So question number one. At Stroke Thriver Locals. I just read the names. Hey, Dan, did you ever have to draw your weapon on duty? Yes, a couple times. A couple times when I was a cop, a couple times when I was an agent. Uh, The time when I was a cop, though, when I got into foot pursuit on Halloween in 2000 or so, 1999, that was the only one where I thought, oh, man, I could get shot here. Like a guy let a round go, and I was in a foot pursuit with him. With again, it's hard to run with a gun. With you know, obviously your finger not on the trigger. Um, it's hard to. It's not easy. It's it's actually kind of weird, you know, because you get tunnel vision. You start running out of breath, and your tunnel vision gets worse and worse and worse. So uh, yeah, a couple of times. At Lone Wolf zero zero five five on locals. Hey Dan. Okay, Trump wins. You're offered three jobs: head of DHS, FBI director, or CIA director. What do you pick, and what would you do first? Oh, FBI director, hands down. What would I do first? Fire every single person at the top who knew what happened and did absolutely nothing about it. Polygraph all of them. Day one, day one. National security updates on every single one of them. What do you know about all this stuff? Right out the door. Right out the door. There's the door. You're on the other side of it. Leave your weapon. Leave your commission book and your ID card. See you later, Jack. My name isn't Jack. I don't give a shit. Leave. Door, other side. Definitely FBI director. At Zamil Zealot from Rumble. Hey, Dan, I've noticed you're getting a little edgier, a little less self-censored as the years have gone on. I like the passion, but is the show still family-friendly? Listen, brother or sister, I'm not really sure. Uh, I, again, I, I'm not here to, to BS you, man. The show on Rumble is probably not that family friendly anymore. Uh, I, I know a lot of you know. I just I'm not. I didn't. It wasn't an intentional thing that just happened. It's just Rumble's been my home for a long time, and it's how I talk. And it's it's been it's a tough battle. It's a long battle with me. The radio show is probably a little bit more family friendly, but uh, sadly, I, I don't want to lie to you. I'd love to say yeah, but. Uh, this is probably an adult show now. That's why we put the e-label on it. It's not intentional, though. I promise you. I do try to curb that. Believe me, it'd be a lot worse. If yeah. You had me Real life is a whole lot worse. Yeah. Thank you, Joe. See, Joe's not, <laughs> Joe knows. Me too. Joe's been here the longest. Joe, Joe and I have had some moments where you want real non-family friendly, oh, Dan Bungie? I'll do a show like that one day. You'll be like, what? Oh, crap. If really? Oh, man. I mean, it, <laughs> I have to tone it down. Even on the, what what D as the ghee meter, even on the shows where we go all the way to like dark mode, Dan, with the eyeballs on the blackout coffee meter thing there, it's worse than that. Hey, Dan, the bald, I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying it is. At the bald Viking. I just read the names. Hey, Dan, who takes care of the audio for your show? They do a fantastic job. He'd probably love to hear that. Thank you for everything. That's the mighty Joe Armacosta. Thank you, bald Viking. So here's how it works. Yeah. I have an audio file I'm recording right here. Joe has his own audio file. What you're hearing on the audio version, what you're hearing now is Joe. What you're hearing in the audio of the show is not me talking to Joe. You're hearing my audio file 
melded in with Joe's, and it sounds like me talking to Joe. Weird, right? The double lender. But it's not. Yeah, Joe has to blend them. Right. Yeah. It's not me. Too. You're not. Yeah, but now you're hearing us talk. I mean, I can hear it. Obviously, it's, you get what I'm saying. But the audio is that Joe's little special mix of stuff to make it sound really tight. Why do we do it that way? Because it sounds better. It's called a double ender in the podcast. You just get a clean audio file for everyone. So that's where Joe's special talents come in. Thank you, sir. Thank you all. You got it. Hey, Dan, at Dr. Bonds. <laughs> I'd love to see a behind-the-scenes look at the studio as seen from my point of view. I know Guy's camera shy, but I'd love to see what you're taping, what it looks like when you're taping. Would you flip the camera around? Uh, Guy, you did that, right? Um, and that's, it's all gizmos. People send us coins, challenge coins, baseballs. My old producer at Fox gave me a Don Mattingly bobblehead. This is the F around and find out. That's the Muttley drink. My old producer at Fox gave me a public enemy number one award. Um, it's pride month, American pride. So there's my pride flag. Uh, I got a picture of Jesus right here. A uh, picture of my daughter. Uh, I have uh, Jesus again. There's another Jesus. I love Jesus. Uh, I have another cross. Someone sent me from Jerusalem. St. Michael here, the archangel. Uh, patron saint of police officers. I've got Mary here. A lot of religious stuff. You can tell. Secret Service canine coin. Uh, New York field office coin. This is my favorite one from the Secret Service. A White House Easter egg from 2007. Uh, I support the current thing mug. Gee's crazy Lego people. Uh, a, 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 a child in the womb. And then when we hit 2.5 million subs on Rumble, they sent us this nice cool statue. And then my... Bungino report. Oh, oh, and then of course, hold on. The flying, oh. the flying Muttley. Flying Muttley. Get that Muttley. You got a Muttley on the ground. Who dropped one? And then, of course, the Muttley comes flying in. That stays on Guy's desk. But when Joe decides it's Muttley time, Muttley comes in. So there you go. All right, next question. That was a long, long. That was oh good because I was running out of time. All right, take the Muttley back. There he goes. I hit the light. If you see that light, I just hit the light. Oh, man, that's, that was fun. We should do that more often. You ever want to see behind-the-scenes stuff, too, uh, subscribe to my Locals account. Go to Locals, download the app. I'm at Bongino like three, four times a week, sometimes more. I do these videos. Guy seems to like them. I do them from my patio, my studio, just stuff I'm thinking about at any given time. I, I, you probably dig it. Check it out. Uh, so, folks, it's been a great week. Thanks a lot. Thanks for joining us on the live chat. We've been knocking them dead every single day in the live chat. Join us. The chat starts at 10 a.m. Eastern time at rumble.com slash Bongino. Guy and Justin are in there starting trouble. I joined the show. Enjoy the show like it's their show. At 11 a.m., love to see you. And please click the follow button on Rumble. You'll get a notification when we go live every time. It's really that simple. Spread the word. I'm trying to get to 3 million followers. We're almost there. I'll see you back here on Monday. Good day, sir. You just heard Dan Bongino.